You've probably heard the expression, all roads lead to Rome. Well, it isn't just a pithy saying to reference how you can take many paths to reach the same goal. It has a very literal meaning, and its origin comes from a monument that still sort of exists in Rome today. Learn more about the Miliarium Arium in this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Audible.com. The audiobook I'd recommend, which ties into today's show, is SPQR. A History of Ancient Rome by Mary Beard. She gives a comprehensive look at Rome during its Republican and Imperial periods. If you want to get a great overview of Roman history, this book is a good place to start. You can get a free one-month trial to Audible and two free audiobooks by going to audibletrial.com slash everything everywhere or by clicking on the link in the show notes. You might be tempted to think that the phrase, all roads lead to Rome, comes from ancient Rome, and you'd be wrong. However, the phrase does come to us from Latin. The earliest use of the phrase comes from an 11th century French theologian named Alain de Lee, who noted in his book, Liber Parabolarum, Mille viae ducant hominis per secula Romum, which roughly translates to, a thousand roads lead men forever to Rome. In English, the phrase first appeared in Chaucer's Treatise on the Astrolabe in 1391, when he noted, Right as diverse paths leading the folk to the right way to Rome. In both these examples, Rome is used in a figurative sense, 
Rome is used as a stand-in for some sort of ultimate goal, or perhaps even heaven. However, this podcast isn't one to ponder unanswerable questions or to deal with the figurative. What I was curious about was, in fact, if all roads really did lead to Rome, and more generally, what was the deal with Roman roads. This discussion needs to start with Rome itself, and, in particular, one column which sat in the middle of the Roman Forum, the Miliarium Aurium. The Miliarium Aurium means the golden milestone, and it was the starting point from which all roads in the empire were measured. The monument was erected by the Emperor Augustus, and it was believed to be a single large column which was encased in bronze. One of the many roles held by Augustus was that of Curator Viarum, or the person who was in charge of the roads. It's believed that he created the Miliarium Aurium soon after he got the job. The place where the column is believed to have stood can still be seen in the Roman Forum today. There's a pedestal with a small inscription saying Miliarium Aurium on it. The Golden Milestone may have taken the place of the previous point from which roads were measured, known as the Umbilicus Urbis Romae, which translates into the navel of the city of Rome. It was where, according to legend, Romulus first dug a pit and his followers threw in the first fruits of their harvest as a sacrifice to the Roman gods, and that's when the city was founded. Today it can be seen near the arch of Septimius Severus, which is still standing. It isn't known why a separate golden milestone was created so close to the navel of Rome when they basically served the same purpose and were only a few meters apart from each other. There are some who think that the phrase, all roads lead to Rome, in a very literal sense, is referring to the Millenniarum Aurium. As road builders, the Romans were pretty good for their time. With the exception of islands like Britain and Sicily, all roads in the empire did in fact lead to Rome. There were 29 great military highways that led out of Rome itself, and over 300 such roads in all the provinces. These major roads were superhighways or interstates of the Roman world. At the empire's peak, there were over a quarter million miles of roads, with over 50,000 miles of those roads being paved. Many of these roads still exist and are in use today. Laws regarding the standards for Roman roads were part of the fundamental laws of Rome dating back to the city's founding. The laws dictated that public roads must be at least eight Roman feet wide on a straightaway, and double that where there was a curve. Over time, the widths of the roads increased to allow for carts to pass each other. Roman roads were also named after the censor who created the roads. If you remember back to my episode on the Cursus Honorum, being a censor was usually a position for former consuls. The famous Via Appia, or the Appian Way, was named after Appius Claudius Crassius Cassus, who was the censor who began the project around 312 BC. The design of the major roads was quite sophisticated. It wasn't just cobblestones. Each road would have several layers below the surface of compacted earth, stones, sand, and cement. The top layers of cobblestones would be curved slightly downward on each side for rainwater to run off the road. The sides of most roads had side stones, which acted as a curb. If you see a Roman road today, if it looks bumpy, that's because the cement or fill surrounding the paving stones has probably eroded away. The original road would have been rather smooth. The Romans were also great bridge builders. You can still see many of the Roman bridges around Europe today, many of which are still in use and are carrying automobile traffic. The longest Roman bridge still in use is in the city of Merida, Spain. The original bridge was 755 meters long, with 62 arches. The bridge is slightly shorter today and now only has pedestrian traffic. It's rather amazing how bridges, which are close to 2,000 years old, are still in use today when many modern bridges, only decades old, are already in a state of dilapidation. 
As the empire shifted east and abandoned Rome as its capital and moved to Constantinople, they needed a new golden milestone. In the 4th century, Constantine the Great, seeking to create a new Rome, erected an arch called the Milian, which was used as the new starting point for all road measurements. This was the basis for all roads in the Byzantine Empire for over a thousand years. Today, a piece of the original structure can be seen in its former location, not far from the Hagia Sophia. The tradition of creating a starting point for all roads in a country is something that is carried on to today. Many countries have a kilometer zero or mile zero marker somewhere in the country. Oftentimes, a highway will have its own kilometer or mile zero marker. In France, the kilometer zero marker is on the ground outside of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. In England, the mile zero marker is on a ground in a traffic island next to a statue of King Charles I next to Trafalgar Square. In China, kilometer zero is located in Tiananmen Square just outside the main gate. The United States has a mile zero marker, but it was never really used as intended. There's a small stone monument on the ellipse between the White House and the Washington Monument. The original design of Washington, D.C. by Pierre Lafont had a mile zero marker built in the original design. The current mile zero monument was created in 1920, and in 1919 it was the starting point for the Army's first convoy of automobiles to cross the United States, a project I discussed on my episode about the interstate highway system. I'll close by noting a project by some data analysts who wanted to answer the question, do all roads lead to Rome? So they picked thousands of starting points all over Europe to see if they could get to Rome. And the answer was, in almost every case, yes. The maps they created shows routes that look like a leaf or the drawing of a human circulatory system. Also, there is also now a town named Rome or Roma on every continent except Antarctica. With advanced digital mapping, they concluded that today, in the 21st century, almost everywhere on Earth, all roads do in fact lead to Rome. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. Special thanks to everyone who supports the show over on Patreon. Please remember to leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Even a simple review can really help the show get discovered in the sea of other podcasts that are out there.